Hey Joe, my name is Steph and I am leaving you a voicemail because I am curious if you've ever done any podcasts on entity attachment. It's something that I've been curious about for a while and I don't know if you've ever covered this topic, but specifically I am wondering if people need like a professional shaman or exorcist to remove entities or if you think that this is something that somebody can do more or less on their own i would just love to hear your thoughts about this thanks so much love your show love you bye Welcome to episode number 31 of the Joe DeVoe Show. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, but you can call me Joe, and I am here to uplift and support my fellow creatives, lovable weirdos, and makers of magic today with the help of Steph. Thank you, Steph, for leaving me a voicemail. It is my new favorite Thing. I am very much in the process of wrestling with technology right now. <laughs> it is kicking my ass. But hopefully, when the dust settles on that, I will be making way more podcasts for you all. And either just based on all the different things that I want to talk about or based on any voicemails that you leave me, you can do that over on SpeakPipe.com dot com slash the Joe DeVoe show or you can just click on the link in the show notes to this episode and you can leave like a 90 second voicemail and if it's something I feel like I can answer that might be useful to other people I will do my best having said that today things are going to get interesting because Steph your question is not one that I feel equipped to answer as an expert. This is not my area of expertise, mainly because it's not an interest of mine. I do channel, I meditate, I love to practice magic, but I have not spent much time worrying about or thinking about entity attachment. So all I can do is just sort of shoot the breeze with you, friend to friend, and riff a bit on my experience and opinions, but I don't want anybody listening to this to think that I'm giving any kind of advice. I am not. There are people that specialize in this. This is their passion. This is their thing. I am not one of them. I'm just a nerd for a voicemail, and I can't resist. I can't resist. I'm very excited to have another voicemail, and I'm just having fun with this new format. So... Let's see what happens here, shall we? I also will say the technology that I am wrestling with is now both Gumroad and Mighty Networks. Mighty Networks just because I'm not familiar with it. And I'm in the process of creating a new audio journey that I'm going to be hosting there. And then Gumroad, my soon-to-be former platform is just I've been encountering some glitches with some videos that weren't working and not being able to get a hold of customer service so that kind of sucked up some time for me so those of you who are still interested in any of my audio journeys shadow love the magic star queen if you're interested in doing any of those anytime soon they really are about to go away 
let's just call this a soft last call. I'll probably send a couple of emails out when it's really going, going, gone. But I think this is the last time I will mention it here on the podcast. They're going away. If you want to grab one of those, you get 60% off because I know they're going to be gone for a while. I just thought, well, let's just do a big like a blowout sale. Let's just do a big blowout sale. <laughs> so you can get 60, 60, 60% off Shadow Love, The Magic Star, or Queen when you enter this code at checkout. Hello 2023. No spaces, all lowercase. Hello 2023. And it will roll 60% off the price before you purchase it. If it does not roll 60% off the price, the discount code did not get put in correctly. So just make sure it's just hello 2023 and get your discount, get your audio journey, whatever it is that you've been wanting to grab. Now is a good time to do it. Anybody who's been following me for a long time knows that wrestling with technology is like my least favorite thing. <laughs> and it takes me a long, 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 long time. Maybe that's why it's my least favorite thing. I'm just not good at it. And I get frustrated and it ends up taking a lot of time. So <laughs> that is why I keep giving you a heads up like this stuff is going away. And I don't know when it will be back. I'm not really sure if I'm going to migrate it all over to Mighty Networks or if I'll want to update it first. And I don't know how long that will take. So that's what's going on with that. And then as for your question stuff, I don't worry about entity attachment. That's not something that I really spend much time thinking about it. Although I will say I often don't talk about channeling because I know other people worry about like demon possession. That seems to be like one of the first things that comes up. So I'm not sure if you're actually asking me that because I have mentioned channeling here and there. That is something that I did a lot of in Wow, that's a loud car. Hello, I'm doing a podcast. Do you mind? Channeling is something that I did obsessively for years in my 20s. And it really created a kind of channel to something. I don't know if it's my higher self or my spirit guides. It feels very familiar to me. It feels very much like the relationship I had when I was a Jesus-loving little kid to the point where sometimes I'm like, is this the same energy that I was tapping into as a little kid? It feels very loving. It feels very wise. It feels supportive and beyond my current level of understanding, and I have come to trust it completely. It has never steered me wrong. And I've created such a channel for this energy to flow that it really just kind of happens automatically. When I meditate, I can get into this state very, very quickly. It has a very familiar sensation that happens. It's like a tingling at the top of my head, like my crown chakra. And it feels very good. And it's very easy for me to access now. And it happens a lot when I do automatic writing. Automatic writing is when you just sit down and you go. And when I first started channeling, that's how I started. I started with a giant, clunky, awkward, beige dinosaur of a computer. <laughs> I would just go. I would just let my fingers like move over the keys 
until I could get into a groove and then things would just start coming through with very bad, bad, bad punctuation and spelling. But I was more just grooving on the feel of it. And that is how I learned how to do it. And then now I don't need a keyboard to do it anymore. But when I sit down, like to do morning pages, for example, that energy just starts coming through. And so I just start capturing whatever it has to offer. If you're familiar with channeling, you might, like Abraham Hicks or something like that, you'll often hear them say that they're interpreting, they're translating what is vibrational. So they just kind of get like a download and then they use their own language to interpret what's coming through. When I'm channeling, I get a lot of yes or no, kind of like I'm a human pendulum. I can turn to my guides or my higher self and get into this kind of channeling state and I can just ask like, should I do this? And I will for sure get a yes or a no. A no is usually nothing. A yes is an energy that like, oh, it like kind of pushes me forward. Like it's excited, like, yes, yes, do it, do it. And if it's a no, it's like nothing, (laughs) nothing. But also, if I'm writing and it starts happening, it just feels like a stream of inspiration. Like all of these very wise thoughts are just like pouring through me. And I do have the words. It does come through in words. It doesn't feel like I'm interpreting anything. It doesn't feel like I get information and then I pause and then I translate it. It's just coming through. I'm just like capturing it as fast as I can. And within that experience, again, I just want to emphasize, I feel very, very safe. I am not worried at all that any kind of entity attachment is going to happen in that particular situation. I will say that I have had a handful of experiences in my life where I felt like maybe somebody was this is going to sound more Hollywood than I mean it, but that somebody was sending me a thought form, like a negative thought form that was causing me some static, some mental static or some fear thoughts. For me, I think a thought form is, it's a thought that is sustained with some intensity or repetition. Somebody who's very, very, very obsessed and obsessively thinking a thought If you're engaged with that person, if you have a relationship with that person or any kind of communication with that person, I feel like there is an energetic cord between you and that that thought form can interfere with your own energy. So I've had a few instances in my life where I felt like that was going on or I just wonder like, did I pick something up when I was out and about? You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe there are entities that just like grab onto people randomly. I don't know. I'm not saying I don't believe. I'm just saying this isn't something that I typically worry about or think about. But in those moments, those handful of moments in my life where that's happened, what I have done is basically just gone into my channeling state and asked that my guides help me remove any energies that are draining or parasitic or not for my highest good. And I just have like kind of like this hippie, trippy, tingly experience in which I envision like anything that is not mine and is not for my best leaving and getting out. 
Or I can think of a couple of instances as well where I just spoke to that energy directly, like, get the fuck out. Be gone. Be gone now. (laughs) Not today, Satan. (laughs) And I do think that people need to know you have agency over yourself, your own energy, and you get to decide who you hang out with. And that is true energetically, that is true mentally, that is true on the internet, and that is true, of course, in your personal relationships. And so I feel like it helps to think of that. Like, well, if there are these entities kind of floating around that can attach themselves to you, or even somebody can direct a thought form at you, tell it to leave. Just tell it to leave. And again, this is not my advice because I don't want to be responsible for anybody hurting themselves. This is just my opinion and my experience with it. When I very first started channeling, and I don't even know if this is what you want to know, Steph. This is just my limited experience that I have to offer you. When I first started channeling, I don't know where I picked this up. I have no idea where this came from, but... I say this little incantation at the beginning, and it goes like this. Keep in mind, this, it's more of an invocation, I guess, than an incantation. Invocation, incantation, this thing that I say started in the ancient days known as the 90s. So the language reflects that. Don't let it freak you out, okay? (laughs) Here it is. I ask all high guides from the white light and love from the fifth dimension and above to join me now. I learned how to channel from a book called Opening to Channel. And for years and years and years and years, I thought that that is where I got this little incantation. So in the past, on the podcast, on Patreon, when I would talk about it, I would always give credit to this book, Opening to Channel. And one month, I think we must have been talking about channeling or something, but I went to get my book because it had been years since I cracked it open. And I was like, I cannot find this anywhere. Nowhere in this book does it say, I ask all high guides from the white light and love from the fifth dimension and above to join me now. So then I was like Googling that phrase and parts of that phrase. I couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. (laughs) And I shared that with my patrons. And one of them was like, I couldn't find it in the book either because I had mentioned it so many times. So where did I pick that up from? I don't know because I'm not a person really who thinks about white light and love. I don't think about the fifth dimension and above. I must have like picked it up in my days hanging out at the Bodhi Tree bookstore or something and just thought it sounded good (laughs) and it worked for me. And so I just stuck with it to this day. I say that if I'm going to pray or if I'm going to channel or meditate, it's just my little way of getting into the zone with it. And so I say that to share with you that maybe there is some kind of protection in that. Maybe that is keeping me safe. Maybe saying I ask all high guys from the white light in love, from the fifth dimension and above is just calling in a very particular kind of energy that has a built-in protection to it. I don't know. A lot of warnings come with energy work depending on the book that you pick up or the teacher that you're listening to. 
And that languaging will be something along those lines. So I probably just picked it up somewhere from one of those people. And it's just what works for me. And I'm one of those people who, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I don't really think very much about what I'm saying. It's just sort of my ritual. Not that I'm not sincere about it. I am. I'm just not thinking in the moment of like, ooh, I'm protecting myself or I'm accessing the fifth dimension. It's just my way of plugging in, plugging into the light socket. Another thing that I can offer you that I have found very, very useful is a kind of protection visualization that I do when I feel uncomfortable late at night. You know, when you're going off to sleep, or maybe I'm the only one who does this. I doubt it. You're going off to sleep and all of a sudden, maybe something you saw on the news or a movie or a TV show pops into your head and you start worrying about someone breaking into your house or attacking you. When I have a thought like that, I don't want to go to sleep with that in my head. I don't want to be worried. I probably will get up and check the doors and locks and make sure <laughs> the house is locked down. But I want to be able to go to sleep in peace. And so I love to do this. It feels very, very good. And it always ends with me feeling very safe and protected and able to go to sleep. What I do is I get into like a meditative state while I'm lying there in bed. And then I imagine my heart is blowing a bubble. And I usually picture it as like a green like lime green iridescent bubble gum. And my heart is blowing this bubble with every breath I'm taking until the bubble is so big that it goes and makes its way around my heart. So then my heart is inside the bubble. And then with every breath I take, the bubble continues to get larger and larger and larger until I am inside the bubble. My entire body and then my bed and then my bedroom and then I can extend it out to my son's room and then I can extend it out to envelop my entire home and I have practiced this for so many years and gotten so good at it I can keep it going to where I'm like stretching that bubble all the way to Bakersfield which is like two hours away <laughs> if my son is with family maybe he'll spend the weekend with them or something <laughs> and I'm worried about him I'm like all right it's bubble time it's bubble time there are people that believe in protective energetic bubbles in a very literal sense I don't know if I do but I know it brings me comfort, and I guess that's my main goal. I should say, too, that my interest in the occult is not that complex and not that deep in terms of the exploration I want to do. I really just want to live a happy, peaceful life. I want to feel connected to nature and the people I love, and I want to be free inside, and I want to... Have fun manifesting. I think manifestation is really fun. I think magic is so mysterious. It unfolds in a different way each time. And I never tire of that. It's really fun for me. But I'm not like super into the occult and going down every rabbit hole and getting interested in all the different dimensions and all the different entities that you can encounter. That's just not my thing. So 
this is limited what I can say to you here. I did many years ago, way back in the day in my YouTube days, my early YouTube days, I did follow and interact with a woman who was very much into going deep with all things occult and down every rabbit hole. It was like her whole identity. She was really into it. And I found her intriguing. She was very fascinating, a little bit scary, but interesting. It was interesting until she eventually got into some things that to me, it was just going too far into fear mongering. And I wasn't loving it. So I just unsubscribed. I just stopped watching her. Not that it was some big dramatic moment. I was just feeling like, eh, this is just isn't my jam right now. Whatever trip she's on is just not for me. But I think she had gotten her hooks into me subconsciously because one night I was having a dream that we were hanging out together in this kind of empty apartment. She was doing a ritual on the floor and there was a door open to a set of stairs that she was sitting in front of so I would have to like walk around her to get out but I was like maybe I should leave <laughs> maybe I should leave because she was about to do some sort of ritual that I was not interested in and it was scaring me she was scaring me and all of a sudden the window flew open and it started sucking me outside like a vacuum, you know, to where it was like a movie, like little pieces of paper flying and the candles going out and this force pulling me out the window. And it felt dangerous and bad. And like, I definitely should not let this force pull me out the window. So I was fighting and holding on to the edge of the window and the wall. And I like managed to like, ah, climb out of the window from this force and get out that door as fast as I could. And the door slammed behind me. And I was like, okay, message received. Do not hang out with that person, even in a very shallow, casual way online. I just did not like the way that dream felt. It really spooked me. And that was that. I don't know why these things happen enough to be able to like educate anybody about it. I can just be like, that happened. That was weird. <laughs> and then of course, I can follow that intuition. Follow that guidance, whether it comes from my soul or my higher self or all of the above and then some, I follow that kind of guidance. And I feel like there's a protection in that. You can build a relationship with that and get into trust. And then when I think about entities, I think also about you and all the millions of little creatures that are living off of you right now. As I speak, you are host to more cells that are not you than are you. And some of them are beneficial and some of them are parasitic. And my interest in this is specifically about gut bacteria and how gut bacteria can change your personality. It is so bizarre. It is like it is an entity. For example, if you have candida overgrowth, you will crave sugar because the candida needs sugar to survive. If you try to go on a sugar fast, you will get very irritated. You may break out in hives. 
or a rash, it will be very difficult because they will die and their lives depend on you getting that sugar. And so there's like this weird parasitic entity thing that happens with these little creatures that are inside you and living off of you when you change their diet. If you don't know what's going on, you will just think you are very irritable, like you have bad PMS and like you really need chocolate right or right away, immediately. It's a chocolate emergency. But that's not you who is creating that feeling and that craving. It is these little critters inside of you, these entities. Is this making sense? When I think about that, when I think about as above, so below, as within, so without, it's easier for me to accept that, yeah, there probably are invisible entities that we can't see that may be able to attach themselves to us. I don't know, but it's certainly not off the table as a possibility. (laughs) And then last summer, no, last spring, I think, 2022, I interviewed Jessica Zweig, and she was really fun to talk to, and she really surprised me halfway through the interview because she is a very polished-looking person with a fancy, professional-looking brand, almost to a point where I felt intimidated by her because that's not me. I'm not fancy, okay? (laughs) But she's so cool and so easy to talk to. And about halfway through the conversation, she surprised me by starting to talk about plant medicine. And I think she talked about ayahuasca ceremonies and cannabis. I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly. But anyway... She said she stopped doing those things because of the entity attachments and the effort it took to detach from those entities, to release them, to remove them. And I was like, huh, that's a really interesting thing to say. And also going back to what I was saying about gut bacteria and candida, I can actually stretch my mind just like I can stretch my bubble. I can stretch my mind (laughs) to embrace this idea more when I think about people who use substances. For example, someone who uses a lot of cocaine, somebody who's in relationship with cocaine will start to take on the personality of cocaine. It's like it's an entity that ends up shaping their behavior to the point where you can be like, yeah, just about everybody I know who is in relationship with cocaine is a bit paranoid. That seems to be a characteristic of the entity known as cocaine. It's like they become possessed almost by this demon of cocaine. Whereas somebody who is in a really heavy relationship with cannabis also probably is more fun to be around than somebody who has a cocaine addiction. But somebody who smokes a lot of pot, let's just say it that way, they also tend to take on the characteristics of that plant to the point where they can compare notes and have a shared experience. I'm not Well, maybe I'm judging cocaine. I was going to say, I'm not judging that. I'm not judging cannabis. That's for sure. I think it's a wonderful plant with many beautiful things to offer cocaine. I don't know. I haven't had a good experience with people who use cocaine frequently. So I guess I have a judgment around that. But my point is, 
Cocaine has a personality. Cannabis has a personality. You might say that they are entities that have the potential to attach themselves to someone in some way. And I think that's very interesting. Not scientific at all. Probably, maybe, I don't know, maybe it is, but that's just my opinion based on my experience being around people who do those things. I think the main message that I could give you, Steph, or anybody who's interested in this question, if you're curious about this, if there's any fear there, do whatever you need to do to feel safe. If you're like, I really do want to explore channeling or spirit work of some kind, but I'm afraid, I'm afraid of entity attachments, then go study with somebody who specializes in that or read a book and do what the book says. Find your own weird incantation. I ask all high guides from the white light and love from the fifth dimension and above to join me now. Whatever it is for you, hold that special rock. Whatever it is that truly makes you feel safe, safe in your body, safe in your mind, Work on that first. Find what that practice is for you first and then proceed and practice. Just practice. The reason I can do the bubble exercise for so long is because I've been practicing it for a long time and I've learned how to hold like one pointed focus. I can concentrate for a very, very long time. And I think our imaginations are so powerful. They change our energy. They change the energy of the people around us. Maybe they change the energy of the room and whatever entities are attracted to that or not or repelled by it. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. But maybe it's true of the spirit world in the same way it is true in the human world. Like you are who you hang around with to some degree. The company you keep impacts your life. So first, like clean up your own energy. Find your own center, your own peace. You can do that through meditation or a mindfulness practice. Get connected to your own guidance, whether that's your soul, your higher self, or spirit guides, God, whatever you connect to, goddess, and then take it from there. I think the key is to know the difference between your energy and anyone else's energy. And to me, the best way to do that is through meditation and getting very silent and even being able to differentiate, let's say, the voice of your ego, from the voice of your soul. If you start there, then you can even better interpret any voices that are coming from the outside that are not you, any energy that is not you. If you truly are afraid or you want some help, I'm not a person who has ever sought out a shaman or especially an exorcist. I have opinions about exorcism and the potential for abuse there. I don't tend to gravitate toward those people, so I cannot give any kind of advice about that, except I can give my opinion. And my opinion would be, if you want help, seek out someone who will teach you to learn how to fish instead of charging you money to always have to come to them for the fish, if that makes sense. Focus on finding a teacher or a healer who will help you connect with your own energy and be able to foster a sense of security and safety within your own self without the need for a middleman, someone who is empowering you as opposed to keeping you on the line as a forever customer. 
That's like the Joe DeVoe super safe way to explore the spirit realm. (laughs) Very unofficial, but just my opinion. And I'm going to keep this episode brief today because I don't want to go too far off the rails on a bunch of weird random tangents, but it was fun answering this question for you, Steph. I hope it was useful in some way. And if anybody else wants to leave me a question about shadow work, self-love, Overcoming fear, moving through fear, anything to do with fear, really. Fear is one of my specialties. (laughs) Living a happy life, practicing magic in a very lighthearted, fun way. You can leave me your question over at speakpipe.com slash the Joe DeVoe show. And again, if you want to pick up any one of those audio journeys, Shadow Love, Magic Star, Queen, The discount code to get 60% off is HELLO2023, all lowercase, HELLO2023, no spaces, and until we meet again, always remember, life is change, change is magic, magic is life, and the journey is the creation. Much love to you. Peace.